0: Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. everyone thanks for joining me today i have this amazing guest sarah paris who is all about helping moms she's an experienced personal trainer yoga instructor business owner but most importantly a mother driven by her passion to help other moms take better care of themselves she's created a business centered around self-care and prioritizing themselves for just two percent of the day thank you for being here with us today sarah
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat.
0: Yes, you you are like speaking my language with what you do. I just love it because us moms, it is not for the faint of heart. I mean, we need to be strong and powerful. It is no joke. I mean, being a parent, I mean, men have it hard too, but women, us moms, my (laughs) goodness, (laughs) right? We very quickly
1: fall to the very bottom of the priority list, no matter how hard we try.
0: So I'm sure you have a backstory of how, you know, you got started in this. Mm -hmm. Would you share that with
1: us? Yeah, no one goes into this being like, oh, I had the perfect pregnancy and the easy (laughs) road into motherhood and now I do this. Uh, Yeah, the day I found out that I was um, expecting my daughter was right before Christmas 2015. Uh, My husband and I had tried for a long time, so it was incredibly exciting to share that news with our families over Christmas. And I didn't have a very difficult pregnancy, like tired, you know, weird things, you know, little things here and here there, but nothing major. Pretty much read every single parenting book that was written, that was available to me at the library, thought I was, had it down. I was confident going into it. I was going to have a natural childbirth. It was going to go smoothly. And then you find out like reality hits. And I was in labor for 36 hours. Um She wasn't moving. It turns out the cord was wrapped around her neck. Mm. She small meconium, They ended up um, using forceps to take her out. I broke my tailbone in the process. Oh my god! Internal damage. And to say, I wish I could say that I forgot a lot of it. People like, oh, you'll forget, you'll forget. I remember too much of it. It was a traumatic entry into the world, to say the least. So she was born. I was there. I was like, what just happened? And they whisked her away to the NICU because she wasn't breathing when she was born. And everyone left and I was just alone. My husband, like one with my daughter and the doctors were kind of like scurrying to like get her there. And I just sat there being like, what the hell just happened? Like what? Like I was completely exhausted and drained. And of course I had been up for days and I didn't realize that like, you know, my reality, this dream that had come true was like a complete nightmare realized very quickly of like, oh, that's not how I envisioned this at all in this whole process. Needless to say, she was in the NICU for five days. She was strong. She had little, little complications, but she got strong. She was like a giant in the NICU because she was mm-hmm. full term plus a couple weeks. I got to stay in the hospital for some treatment um, internally and on my tailbone. And then of course they wrap up this beautiful little girl and they're like, here you go, go about your life. And my husband and I, like I'm sure most time, first time parents were terrified. We didn't know what was, what what we were gonna do with this whole situation? Uh, so we went home, and luckily my parents were in town. They stayed for just a couple of days, but then they I remember them looking at me and they're like, "You need to figure this out as your family, <laughs> as your family." And I've never been so <laughs> shocked and helpless all at the same time. And I
0: resonate. Everyone I has
1: this, like a similar feeling of like when they first come home with their first child, like. What do we do now? And so, obviously, it was a rough start. I was in rough shape. She was in rough shape. She needed physical therapy for her neck. She had torticollis when she was born. So, one side was short, one side was long. So, she had like a hard time nursing and latching and, you know, pretty typical, I think, first time mom issues of things the not sleeping, the not realizing like you're really not yourself after this. But then weeks went on and then months went on. And I was just in a dark place mentally. I mean, obviously the lack of sleep affects everyone in a different way. My husband somehow can get two to three hours and function like a rock star. And I like can barely form sentences. And it just, it was a struggle. I would go out to the, I went to join a new mom's group. Cause I thought this is what you need to do. You need to be around moms who are experiencing this. I'll never forget the first, I was in Southern California at the time. I rolled into the hospital. I was, I don't even know. I looked homeless. I was in like my pajamas. I barely got out of the house. I barely slept. I I was feeling like the worst I had felt since she was born, but that's what made me go. And I rolled into this room and everyone had their hair done and their makeup on and their perfectly dressed babies. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, what, what, what am I doing? And people had their nails done. I'm like, I mean, my nails done in like a year. Like this is this is crazy to me. So immediately I felt like I don't belong. Like I can't, like there's no way that I can do this. And then I listened to their stories about how they were overproducing and they had all this extra breast milk and they, had, they were going to donate it. And their babies were sleeping like 14 hours and they had to wake them up to feed them. And I just like every time someone opened their mouth, I kind of shrunk a little more.
0: Aww.
1: And it was just so defeating because I I I couldn't drive because I had a broken tailbone. So I had to walk everywhere. So I had to walk to the hospital. And I, I remember walking home after that first meeting being like, I can't do this. Like I am, I am not a good mom. Like this is like what am I doing wrong? Like I thought my mom was like the best mom I could have ever had growing up. And I thought I learned something and I thought I could be a good mom. And I just, I felt like a failure at every single turn of those first six months. And it was just, I was in such a dark place. I mentioned it to my doctor at one point. It was probably like four or five months in when my tailbone like kind of started to heal. And I went back in for a checkup and I said, I don't know. I'm just like angry. I'm like angry that, not that I'm a mom, I'm happy I'm a mom, but I'm angry that I Have no sense of anything anymore. That's mine. Everything I used to love to do was gone. I did wasn't doing anything that I used to love to do, and I was just exhausted all the time. And I said, I don't know. Is there something wrong? Like other people don't seem to be feeling this way. And he said, Are you like crying a lot? And I was like, No, I'm just pissed. Like I'm just mad. (laughs) I'm like I'm enraged at times. Of just like when she's up in the middle of the night, and my husband used to walk with her. Oh God, bless him. He used to walk with her like along the beach and on uh, in the promenade in Santa Monica for hours at night just to get her to sleep and to give me a break. And he was like, well, if you're not like crying and you can get out of bed in the morning, right? And I was like, well, I have to, like, I don't really have a choice. I have another human to care for. And he just made it sound like if you're not doing those things, like postpartum depression, no, you're fine. Hmm. So I went on for like a few more months. Spoiler alert. I was dealing with some really horrible postpartum depression. And anxiety about all of it. It was never diagnosed with it. I think it would have made me feel a little more normal if someone said, like, yeah, this is okay. It's okay to feel this way. I can recommend some things for you, someone to talk to.
0: But that it
1: looks
0: looks different for everybody, right? Like experiencing postpartum depression isn't like every single woman, every single mother isn't going to experience the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of sad that you fell through the cracks there. And
1: there's so that people kind of, even the women at the hospital, the nurses at the hospital, where, where we talk about like, if you have extreme sadness, you know, let us know. If you, But everyone described it as like really sad or crying all the time or really emotional. And I was like, I'm not any of these things. I guess there's something wrong. Like, I'm just really angry at the littlest things and I can't seem to kind of get out of it. So things kind of continued to spiral. I mean, my husband tried in every effort to try to like, find ways to make me happy, find ways to give me a break. Mm -hmm. Because at the time I was a stay at home mom. I didn't, I chose not to go back to work. I was with her all day, every day. He worked long hours. It was, you know, it was lonely. I mean, I had my like mom friends, but I couldn't really connect with a lot of them due to like everything else that I was dealing with. And the differences Mm -hmm. between us, just from the, from base, (laughs) not just having kids together, but it just, it really was a struggle. And then I think I hit real rock bottom around the six month mark. It was, she had just turned six months. It was St. Patrick's day. I was mm-hmm. walking in the the promenade in Santa Monica. And of course people are out, it's beautiful out. People are out drinking, there's music, there's dancing in the street. And I'm like pushing the screaming child like down the middle of the road. And it felt like a terrible scene in a movie of like, It was just, I was like, where did I go wrong? Like I used to be those people having fun and like Mm -hmm. laughing and dancing with my friends. And now I don't do any of that. I just, all I try to do is feed this child and she never sleeps and (laughs) she never, never gives up on this. I went home that night, I dropped her off and I walked to the park and I was just, in, the, in Palisades Park in Santa Monica is gorgeous. It overlooks the ocean. You're like, I don't know how many, 50, 60, 70 feet from um, Pacific Coast Highway. And I remember just standing at the fence and being like, I could just end this feeling right now. And I've never had those feelings before. But I was like, my daughter doesn't deserve a mom like this. My husband definitely doesn't deserve a wife like this. This is not what he signed up for. And I remember just leaning it so hard against the fence. Oh, and there was definitely a piece of me in that moment that was like, if this fence just breaks, like this is it. Like I don't have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened or what kind of woke me up, but I took a couple steps back and I sat on a bench and I was just like, I can't be like this. Like my daughter does not deserve this. And then I thought about my mm-hmm. mom. And I think that's what made me walk away and be like, I, my mom could never go on living if, if I did that to myself and I chose to end my life that way. I just couldn't do it. I needed some kind of solution. So I went home, I said nothing to my husband that day. He found out months later that this happened. I said, I need to go to yoga in the morning. I need to do something just for me, even though I can't do much because of everything that had been going on. But I need to do something for myself. And he, of course, was like, absolutely. I've been trying to get you to do something for yourself this whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're going to go. So I signed up. I paid ahead of time. So I know I would go. <laughs> the next morning, I walked up to yoga. I rolled out my mat and I laid on my side because I couldn't lay on my back because my tailbone still. And the woman started class. She had the most calming voice ever, And I just laid there and then tears just streamed down my face. It was nothing she said. There was nothing she did. No cues that she was giving in yoga. I like was paralyzed. I couldn't even move. I was just the sadness. It was like a wave of sadness took over. And I just laid there for the entire hour feeling guilty because I had paid for a class that I was going to sit in mostly. And I just couldn't get it together. And so the class ended, she summarized everything beautifully. And I somehow rolled up my yoga mat and I stood up and I went out to leave, kind of embarrassed that the whole thing had taken place. And she walked up to me and put her hand on my shoulder. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You showed up. Mm -hmm. And there was something like in her words that completely shifted my mindset and really completely changed my life. Because on that walk home that day, I just thought, this is it. Like I need to show up for my daughter. I need to show up for my marriage. And I really need to start showing up for myself. Mm, And really from that day forward, I mean, if I, I don't know what would have happened if I didn't go to that yoga class, but I started taking the teeniest, tiniest steps to doing things for myself every day. Like I'd get up and I'd have a cup of tea outside on our little like outdoor area. And it wouldn't matter if it was for five minutes before my daughter woke up, or even if she was in my lap that I could just like, just get that sunshine for five minutes and have like that Zen before I began the battle of feeding this child and getting this child to sleep all day. I went and finally saw a physical therapist internally, physical therapy to fix everything that had happened during the birthing process, which I didn't even know was a thing. Like no one ever told me about that, but I just started Googling and was like, I can't live like this anymore. So I found an amazing miracle worker to fix the internal side of things, my tailbone did finally heal.
0: Oh, thank and goodness.
1: <laughs> it fin- took a long time. It was almost a full year for I- before I could like, sit down on like a hard surface without pain. I don't wish that on anyone, especially well, sure. we are trying sure to- that
0: added, right? That added to all the mental stuff that you were dealing with, with feeling mm-hmm. like you were losing yourself. And then you have to add this physical ailment on top of it, right?
1: And I could, I mean, I, you've especially in the beginning, you're nursing like every two to three hours and I couldn't sit. So it was like standing up on the back of the couch or like trying oh, to find ways to like to do that. It definitely, it definitely didn't help my situation to say the least. So I just started really chipping away at like taking care of myself because I read all these parenting books and not one mention of here's how you should take care of yourself after having a baby. There wasn't one thing that anyone told me or that I read about or any of the prenatal classes of like how to care for yourself and not just physically, not just ice packs and things like that. But the mental and emotional part Mm -hmm. after going through that type of trauma and this type of life change, I was just I was grasping at straws of anything that would work. So I tried to find a professional. I was like, if I could have someone, I was a personal trainer. I was a personal trainer for decades before doing, but before giving birth, I was like, if I can't motivate myself to work out and eat healthy, who could? Like, I don't, I'm like, who's going to make me do that? I need, I just wanted someone to tell me what to do really is what it came down to. I'm like, tell me what to eat. Tell me how to move my body. Tell me this whole thing of meditation because I can't seem to wrap my head around it. Like, I just wanted someone to tell me what to do and how to fix what I was feeling. And it didn't exist. And I figured if it didn't exist in Southern California, it must not exist because this is (laughs) all the health and wellness happens in our country. And I just couldn't find it. So I decided to create my own situation. I created my own program to follow and stick to to the diet, stick to everything, and catered it to exactly what I needed, exactly how I was feeling, and started incorporating strength training, and started going to yoga regularly, and actually participating in yoga, not just laying on my mat, (laughs) most days anyways. And so that's kind of the first iteration of this great days for mom method, how it came to be. It was like through my struggle and through the darkness, I just wanted other moms to come out into the sunshine quicker than I did.
0: Yes. I resonate with that. I might, like I said, my heart's right there. Cause that's what I want to do for other women too. It's like just experiencing, you know, other types of trauma, but you, people never even look at that when you were saying that I'm like, you know, birth is a traumatic experience, but mm-hmm. off the bat, people don't think of it that way, but it actually is. It changes Mm -hmm. your entire life. I mean, like you said, like you, you end up losing yourself. I don't think there's such thing as any parent that has been the perfect parent, you know, with their first child, you know, there's always a learning curve. There's Mm -hmm. always a struggle. I mean, that's just life. Right. But you know, experiencing all that and then making something out of it to help other people, I I mean, that just lights my heart up. That's why I just love what you're doing. The more women that are out there that are helping moms, you know, specifically, you know, the more moms are going to get that support and help. And it makes me sad to know that you were in that position where you were actually looking for help, you know, because there's people who are afraid to look for help, but you Mm -hmm. were like, give it to me. Where is it? And you couldn't find it. So I'm glad it's like they say, see uh find a need to fulfill. And you did just that. And this is such mm-hmm. an important need because us moms are the ones that are raising young women, you know, to grow up and there are what what do they say? The children are our future, you know, mm-hmm. and then like boys too. We're raising young little boys, you know, we're raising our future. We need to be as healthy as we can be mentally, physically, and spiritually. So it is really important. Um, I did want to ask you, because I'm very intrigued the, about the 2%. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Because it's doable. You know, your moms don't have time. Moms don't have an hour here, like an hour. I mean, like, I'm like, what? Most people, when I talk to them, they're like, self-care. Like, are you hilarious? Like, I don't really <laughs> want to eat. And I'm like, I know, but if you think about it, just two percent of the day to you, and then the other ninety-eight percent of the day can be for everyone else. So it's rough, it's between twenty-five and thirty minutes that my every program that I do is not longer than thirty minutes. It's usually shorter because there's usually some meditation or reflection piece tied into it. But it's incredibly doable when you carve it out ahead of time. And I always tell people you don't have to get up at five in the morning to do it, but you should shoot to do it before you eat lunch. Because if you don't do it before you eat lunch, you're probably not going to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. I like doing it. I like taking care of me first thing in the morning Mm because I feel like it just sets the tone for the day. Absolutely. Um, Because when, like for me, I like to take care of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually.
1: Because Mm -hmm. when I've
0: done all that, then I feel like I'm just... I can climb the tallest mountain. Like I can tackle anything. I can do anything. And you're a better everything
1: to everyone. Like people look at self-care as being selfish. And I'm like, it's completely the opposite. I mean, everyone benefits in my life when I take my morning ritual and I take it very seriously. It doesn't matter if I'm on vacation, if the kids are home, if they're not home, it may vary, but every single day I start off by paying myself first. So the rest of the day I can in turn pay everybody else. And everyone else benefits when moms take care of themselves first, even just for a tiny bit.
0: Yeah, just just for a little tiny example. It's like if a mom doesn't eat or skips meals, she might become hangry. That's not going to benefit you.
1: (laughs) No one. I love the analogy of like if you're on an airplane and they'll remind you if you travel with kids, you put your oxygen mask on first because if you don't have oxygen, you can't help your kids put theirs on. And I love that analogy. It's like, well, if you don't fuel your body and fuel your mind and fuel your spirit, how are you going to take care of everybody else?
0: Yes. And by doing that and your children are seeing this and witnessing it, you are teaching them to do that as well.
1: And I, I mean, to me, I see it already in my kids. Like I take a mommy moment sometimes when it's been a day and I yeah. just need a minute and it might literally be like, I sit in my chair and I close my eyes for just three breaths when I'm, you know, you're at, everyone has a breaking point. Yeah. And so I use that phrase, like mommy just needs a moment. I'm going to take a mommy moment. And then when my daughter started kindergarten, she came home, it was like two weeks in it was exhausting for her to have that transition to go from like, you know, half day preschool, a couple of days mm-hmm. a week, to like full time kindergarten. She came home one day. She looked like she had like a rough night out when she got off. The <laughs> and she walks in the door and her, her four year old sister just wants to play. And she's been gone all day. And she looked at her and she took a deep breath and she stepped back and she was like, I just need a Natalie moment.
0: Aww. And she walked
1: upstairs to her room and she was in there for like 10 minutes. She was just playing. And then she came down and like jumped in the game that we were doing. And I was, my heart that day just got so full because I'm like, this girl has more self awareness than most fully grown women I know (laughs) in my
0: life. got that from you.
1: And it was so proud. I was like, that's, that is amazing to know your boundary, to say, you know what, I'm not going to engage with you right now because she probably knew she was going to yell at her little sister if she did. (laughs) And she took a moment. And I think wow. it's, it should be so acceptable to say no, a full sentence of no, yeah. and then take a moment.
0: Yeah, that is that is awesome, Sarah. Good for you. You're, I mean, that alone is huge. But I'm sure you're a great mother in so many other ways. But I mean, sometimes yeah, you'll have her days. <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect, but hey, but I mean, that is huge. That really mm-hmm. is, and you're already seeing the benefits. So absolutely. You know, that is awesome. Um, I love that you call it a mommy moment. That's cute. Because um, I like what I've said before is like adults need time out too. <laughs> My Facebook group for moms is called time out for moms. This is uh, why. <laughs> I, get, I don't know if I'm a part of that, but I need to be. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, when, when we're done here, I'm going to go check it out to see. So if you're a mom out there and you want to have a little time out for moms, make sure you join this group. And it's definitely, it's not parenting It's do not be confused with it's not a
1: parenting group. It is for moms and for only moms. And it's we do weekly workouts and meditations and we exchange recipes. We have like right now we're in the middle of a step it up goal. So the last week of the month, we pick something to focus on. And so this week is getting as many steps as you can Sunday to Saturday. And then there's prizes and competitions. And it's just like it's a place that you can go get ideas for how to take care of yourself, even if you have just five minutes a day.
0: And fun motivation. Mm-hmm. So it's not boring. I like that a lot. It's not I really boring. We,
1: we change it up. And I do a mom masterclass every month. So we pick some different things to tackle. And I just call them mom hacks. Little ways here and there to kind of fit things in. The next one will be at the end of May. And it will be all about summer. So it will be, you know, how to, how to get through the summer in a healthy way. A lot of us are going through that change of season with our kids being home or kids on different schedules and things like that. And it's, it's once again, a transition is easy to kind of fall to the bottom of the priority list when you really should be focusing more on you during those stressful times.
0: Hey, you never, I've never even thought about that, but it's true. Like as a mom, you have to change with the seasons Mm -hmm. with your children. I guess, I mean, I'm a homeschooling mom so my kids don't go to public school but still probably even more so cuz they're here all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. I just had a woman
1: wrap up the program, the 12 week program and she's a home she's got three kids homeschooling. I said, "You know, this is impressive. If you can find time cuz everyone says they have no time." I'm like, "If you can find time." She goes, "You should see my calendar." She sent me a screenshot of her calendar. <laughs> and I tell people, I'm like, "When you have your time to work out or meditate or whatever it is, put it in your phone as a meeting." Like, you can't cancel it. And she sent me the screenshot. She's got reminders going off through the day. She's like, you can tell she's a homeschool mom. She's on top of things.
0: Yeah, you have to be. You have to be because you're the teacher, you're the lunch lady, you're the disciplinary, the prince. I mean, you're everything. (laughs) And mom. That's,
1: That's what she said about the 12 week transformation program I have. She goes, this is like a homeschool curriculum. We call this click and go like, there's no thinking. It's like, here's my meal plan. Here's my prep. Here's my workout. Let's go. And I'm like, I like that. I like that
0: comparison. Awesome. Uh, I just love everything that you've shared today. And, but before I let you go, um, I, what would you say to that mom who is in that state of mind where maybe she's even at that fence, you know, just thinking like, you know, life would be better off if I could just end it now. Like, what would you say to that woman to just inspire her and to just give her that hope to not give up and to just take that first step?
1: I think it would resonate with a lot of moms of like, don't do it for you. Do it for your kids.
0: Mm, mm, I just got chills when you said that.
1: (laughs) Because I think a lot of us need to hear that, you know, of like, you know, if you don't want to work out fine, but do it for your kids so you don't develop diabetes and have all kinds of issues later in life and have weight issues. And it just leads to everything. It's like, if you don't do meditate for you, please meditate for your children. (laughs) Because it doesn't take long to feel the change. You know, I work with women in this like 12 week block. And in like the second week, it's amazing to me that people are like, I have more patience. My son's behaving better. I'm like, your son's not behaving better. Your son's feeding off how you are. It's not it doesn't have to do with what he's doing in school or anything that new that he's learned. They feed off of us. And when we're calmer and we have more patience, their behavior does change. So if you don't do it for you, do it for your kids, because that's why most moms do
0: everything they do. That was pure gold, like Mike my friend. Uh, I love that so much. Um, if you resonate with Sarah, like I do make sure you uh, reach out to her, um, her website is down below and we'll have all her links, the link to her Facebook group, timeout for moms. you want to join that. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'll be in there. So we'll see you there. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. This is really awesome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. All right, listeners, we will see you on the next episode. Bye now.